Wednesday here on That The Edge. I'm your host, Sarah Perlman, with the whale capper himself, Drew Dinsick. As always, we appreciate you guys joining us on our NBC Sports Edge YouTube channel. Great show today coming up in just a bit. Corey Parson is here to tell us which games he's targeting Sunday in the NFL, as well as in the NBA tonight. And there's just three races left in the NASCAR playoffs. And Dan Beaver will join us to explain if it's worth betting on who wins the championship series now and who he's backing in Kansas this weekend. And you know, we end the show with our edge of the day. We have that plus so much more coming up right here on Bet the Edge powered by PointsBet. Drew, we have an absolute thriller on our hands on Thursday Night Football. And that's how we're going to begin the show before we get into some other plays. We're going to start with the Denver Broncos in uh, Cleveland taking on the Cleveland Browns. Right now, and this line has moved a ton because of the plethora of injuries, Cleveland is laying two. The total has come down, of course, sitting at 41. We could talk about the injuries, but I just want to ask you, and actually the line's coming down as we speak, Cleveland laying one and a half and one in most spots, including points bet. Your overall thoughts on this game and how difficult it will be to handicap with all of the notable injuries. Yeah, I mean, outside of having a general feeling, a gut feel, a, a gut read that uh, Javante Williams is not going to be heavily involved in the passing game, it's tough to really, <laughs> it's tough to really get a get a get a get a beat on this one. Um, you mentioned the importance of the injuries. We'll just recap here. Uh, some of the most important players across the Browns roster will not be taking the field tonight. That is why this has moved from what was a look ahead of Cleveland minus six all the way down to. Uh, trending towards a pick'em, <laughs> so uh, pretty wild uh, amount of momentum here uh, backing the Broncos. I know a lot of sharper folks grabbed the three and a half with Denver before the news that Baker Mayfield would not play in this game. And uh, you know, we talked to our our friend of points bet Jay yesterday about what the appropriate adjustment would be for Baker Mayfield, who was dealing with a torn labrum on his non-throwing shoulder to uh, Case Keenum. And realistically, it should probably only be about half a point, a point. Baker Mayfield obviously was not performing at the level that was expected of him this season, having been affected by that injury. And uh, realistically, this is, um, you know, I think Case Keenum can use uh, you know, the offense that has been installed by Stefanski, which is a plus EV offense in terms of the way they utilize uh, play action, the way that they distribute targets. This should be a fine replacement performance for Case Keenum, assuming he does not target the wide receivers. The one soft spot you can go attacking the Denver Broncos is there. Uh, they have a cluster injury right now across their linebacking core. Uh, so I would expect this to be a relatively heavy game in terms of tight end targets. And of course, um, that's maybe the one positional area where Cleveland is fully healthy. Uh, mm -hmm. And then on the flip side, the Denver uh, Broncos offensive line has dealt with a number of injuries this season. Their quarterback play has been well under expectation so far Teddy Bridgewater likely to go but he has been missing practice with a number of injuries as well uh, so I think this is a good opportunity for Miles Garrett to continue his quest for the defensive player of the year if he can get a couple of game-breaking defensive plays in this one couple sacks strip sack return touchdown I mean I'm dreaming here I would like to see all that but ultimately this is going to be an ugly game not just in terms of the play on the field but the weather we are looking at gusts in the range of 25 miles an hour which if you know anything about the cleveland stadium next to the lake there it can mm -hmm. get even more nasty currently looking at uh, showers likely as well so it's going to be a messy one tonight and uh, ultimately i think cleveland probably is the value side in the betting market but i have not made any plays on this game 
Yeah, a few quick thoughts here. One, I love your comment on Javante Williams. I came on the show yesterday, gave a prop out for under receiving yards. We'll see how that looks later. Um, the under was the right side. Now we're sitting at 41. Value is probably sucked out of that. Case Keenum, I think the thought that you brought up that Jay said with Case Keenum not being a big enough, a huge drop off, I would say, compared to Baker Mayfield being injured is what I'm sort of on the side of as well. I guess if I were to make a play now, I would take the Cleveland Browns at home laying just one, obviously take the money line. So many injuries. Teddy Bridgewater updated now does look like he's good to go. So won't be the best Thursday night game. That being said, if I were to make a play on the side, it seems like we both would lean towards the Browns. I hope your defensive player of the year in Miles Garrett has a field day. I'll tell you that much. What a weekend it is going to be, and you can make it even better by winning up to $180,000 by entering contests on the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet. $70,000 is up for grabs on Saturday between our college football and English premier competitions, and you can win $100,000 by entering Sunday night seven between the Colts and 49ers. Just visit NBCSports.com slash predictor for more information. We'll continue talking about the NFL. Let's move on to Sunday here because I think the info and then the opinions are just sucked out of, of Thursday night football. So we're going to move to Sunday where there's a lot of great games and a lot of big spreads. We welcome in Corey Parsons to help us break down some of the week seven games. And I want to start with the Ravens and the Bengals. And I know Drew has a big opinion on the Ravens this week, and I happen to like them. They have really had a ton of success in recent history against the Bengals. What is your process handicapping this game and ultimately what side do you like in this AFC North showdown? Hey, how y'all doing? And letting y'all did have some very interesting takes on that uh, game tonight between the Browns and the Broncos. I can't wait to watch basketball. Anyway, with that being said, <laughs> anyway, with that being said when you when you turn to Sunday, um, this Baltimore you know Raven team has been playing very good uh, football right now, very hot. But listen, the Cincinnati Bengals have been doing the same thing as well. Ultimately, Sarah, when I break this game down and I handicap it. I just basically looked at Lamar Jackson's record versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Lamar Jackson is 4-0 on the money line against the Bengals, 3-1 ATS against the Bengals. All three of those ATS victories have been by 10 or more points. So this is a spot for me to lay the Baltimore Ravens at this number of 6, 6.5. As long as it doesn't get to 7, which my guess is it, it's going in the opposite direction now. It's interesting. But my guess is Sunday morning we'll see a 7. I wanted to get there before the 7 in case, you know, to avoid the push. But I think the Baltimore Ravens, you know, listen, Cincinnati's played very well so far this season, but they haven't met a tag, they haven't met a match like the Baltimore Ravens yet. So give me the Ravens later number in this one. So um, that's my first favorite on the day. I agree with you. This is a huge step up in competition. The Bengals offense has gotten to feast on some injured and some bad defenses so far this season. Now they get a real test with the Baltimore defense, who is coming off of an amazingly impressive performance against the Chargers. So let's go Ravens. I am blown away that uh, you found an edge on one of the more difficult handicaps on the board. Of course, I'm talking about the Houston Texans. Very, very challenging here to make a fair number because the Texans are as bad as we've ever really seen in the NFL. Davis Mills will be taking the start as Terod Taylor remains out here, and uh, they are taking on one of the better teams, if not the best team, at least in terms of the quality of play we've seen from them this season in the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals currently laying 17 and a half points of points bet hosting the Texans. Do you think it is anything, any fair case to be made here for the underdog, or is this Chuck City? So we have three situations this week where we have a home team laying double-digit points. You got the, the Buccaneers doing that. 
You have the um, the Cardinals doing the same thing, and so do the Los Angeles Rams versus the Lions. And so far this season, home favorites of 10 or more points are 6-2 and against the spread. Obviously, you know, 8-0 and on the money line, but the money line is like 1,500. So when you look at those three teams, who is most likely to cover? I think the Bears can give the Bucs a run for their money, particularly if the Bucs can run the football. I like the way that team is being offensive coordinated. The Lions are just that. It's just hard to bet against the Lions. Yeah, they dropped a dud last week against the Bengals, but you almost kind of feel like they're going to fight back this week, um, that bunch. But the Houston Texans really have little to no fight, and the Arizona Cardinals want to keep their undefeated streak going. I mean, Houston has games of zero points scored, three points scored, nine points scored. So I'm going to try to keep this home double-digit favorite streak going with my second favorite of the program, and that is the Arizona Cardinals to successfully lay 17 and a half points. Yeah, Lane, that's laying a big number, but it's been working so far this year. One of our researchers, John, just brought an interesting stat up that I have to share. This is the first time the Cardinals are favored by 14 or more for the first time since 2009. Fourth time ever, two and one against the number in those spreads. So obviously a huge number. Historically, we have not seen that. The Texans are taking some money here. 59% of the handle coming in on that large number for the Houston Texans. For me, I'd probably take the dog or look away. This is a look away for me. Huge number. I do want to transition here to the NBA fairly quickly, though. If you want more handicapping and and analysis for the NFL today at 3 p.m. on our YouTube channel, NBC Sports Edge and NBC Sports, we'll have blitzing the board with myself, Drew and Warren Sharp, breaking down the entire NFL Week 7 slate. If you miss that, it is on Peacock Friday and through Sunday up until kickoff. But let's get into the NBA here where you are going to be on the other side of Drew. Here's a little spoiler alert. So I want to sit back and listen to your analysis here of the Atlanta Hawks taking on the Mavericks, two young stars in the game, Trey Young, Luka Doncic. It's going to be an awesome game. Obviously, the Hawks laying two and a half. I mentioned Drew's on the other side. So make your case so I can sit back and listen and decide who I want to tail for tonight. This is interesting because I'm giving you another favorite, and normally I like to ride the dogs. This is my third favorite of the day, and I'm going with the Atlanta Hawks. I just basically I look at it at, at this time of year to start the season, you want a level of consistency. We saw what Nate McMillan was able to come in and do with this Hawks team last year, taking that job in March away from Lloyd Pierce, having the second-best straight-up record and ATS record in the league behind the Phoenix Suns. Rode that wave all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. Even though the, every the, on opening night, everybody was saying, "Oh, the Nets and the Bucks, a rematch of the Eastern Conference Finals." No, that was the semifinals. <laughs> the Hawks were in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Milwaukee Bucks and actually played all you know pretty admirably. So now you take this team that has all this consistency, same roster coming back, and then you put them up against the Dallas Mavericks team coming in on the road with a new head coach. So I like the consistency, Drew of what the Atlanta Hawks are. That's why I'm laying number with the Hawks. And trust me, if I could have found an underdog to play tonight, I would have, but I just couldn't find it. Uh, that makes sense. Uh, but you know what? Chuck serving you well. Those who tuned into Blitzing the Board last week saw you pick uh, the Rams laying the points against the Giants, and that was a rocking chair winner. So <laughs> it's uh, you, you're at, you have a good read on the favorites on the board right now. So uh, I will make my case at the end of the show. The last favorite on your card, I'm guessing, uh, is the reigning champion Milwaukee yeah. Bucks going up against the Heat? Is that right? Yeah, and, and basically another favorite. But in the same theory, this, this is the Milwaukee Bucks that have been together for years, coming off a championship run, going up against the Heat with new pieces on their team, Kyle Lowry, new point guard, and no more going drag it, and some other moving pieces, while the Bucks are coming in there and they're bringing the same thing. And the Heat 
the love for the Heat to start the season. Be very careful because you saw what happened with the Chicago Bulls last night. The Detroit Pistons gave them all they can handle. And the Bulls are a big root in the NBA this year. And so are the Miami Heat. This Buck team is just going to win this game by double digits. This right here, like this is, should be a rocking chair winning right here because the Bucks are really, at this point, the best team in the NBA. And I don't even think it's close. My hometown team, that pains me to hear it, but you're having a lot of agreement within the market laying it with the Bucks. 81% of the spread bet count right now points bet coming in on the Milwaukee Bucks. If you have any other favorites and only favorites you want to share with Corey, you can find him on Twitter at the Fantasy Exec, but do not send him any underdogs. Not today. He also has awesome content and plays on both sides of the number on NBCSportsEdge.com. Corey, have a great rest of your day. Take care. Enjoy the week, y'all. We appreciate you listening to us here on Bet the Edge. Wherever you're listening, make sure to rate the podcast. Of course, sign up. We are trying to give you the most actionable information every single weekday in just about 30 minutes or less. The lines move quickly, so make sure you sign up so you're gaining an edge with us. Of course, you can watch us live on YouTube, but we are available all day long on Twitter. Love to hear from you. It is tough to keep an eye on all of the NBA action on a day like yesterday. So if you saw something in the association that you think is important and actionable, hit me up. Send me a message. I want to know these sort of things. I'm available on Twitter at whale underscore capper and Sarah is available at Sarah Perlman. This is a random thought, and I haven't seen this through fairly quickly. You know how for your whale capper plays, you have your really cute whale kind of sure. graphic over the football. Do you have sure. that on a basketball? I have some for basketball, but it was a lot tougher, honestly. Uh, okay. I haven't uh, seen start. those graphics, and I actually just thought about it in my head. I want to see <laughs> those whale capper okay. graphics. I'll, I'll start tweeting them out when I have some winners. I have a really good 76ers one. It's Ben Franklin dribbling the basketball, and he's a whale. So I'll start. Okay, we need that. Your 76ers <laughs> play money last night. We'll hear more NBA plays later at the end of the show. It's time to talk about the NASCAR playoffs. We welcome in Dan Beaver. And last week, Kyle Larson did win the Automotive 500 at Texas Motor Speedway. That was his eighth victory this season, second in a row, Dan. He's now become the first driver to advance to the NASCAR Cup Championship race. And I look at his odds, and he's plus 150. That is extremely short. It seems like it's him or nothing at this point. So before we get into Kansas, I am curious about your overall handicapping strategy at this point. When he's such a heavy favorite now, how do we weigh in and try to get a good handicap and read on the other guys? He is a heavy favorite, and he's that way because uh, he's done so well on all types of tracks. There's no way to, to short him, to, to fade him where Phoenix is concerned. But the only thing you need to be thinking about is a driver's record at Phoenix once they get there. And I've gone back and forth a little bit over the last week. I originally thought there'd be three different winners in this round and one driver making it in on points. The other drivers look so numb at Texas versus Larson, and some of the non-playoff drivers looked really good. I'm starting to think that it's at least going to be two and two uh, drivers making on points versus wins. So that changes the dynamic of who's going to be there. Once they get there, then Hamlin, Truex, Elliott are all really good on short, flat tracks, and they've got much more attractive odds. So you have to decide, is it worth uh, placing a, a bet for plus 150 odds? Or if Elliott makes it, he's at 800 at the moment, and he's the defending champion. I think he can make it if there are two drivers on points. He probably doesn't make it, though, if uh, three drivers win the next couple of weeks. 
Ooh, interesting. That's a funny uh, wrinkle and how that will work out. Um, but eight to one for a reigning champion and a driver as strong as Elliot, I think is going to be too much for me to pass on. I'm going to take a little nibble at that one. Um, anyone that do you think is worth backing uh, in Kansas on Sunday? I think it's going to be more of the same. I'm actually doubling down on Kyle Busch. He missed last week, but this is a driver that needs repetitions. He needs practice. He's not going to get practice at Kansas, but in some sense, Texas was his practice. So I think uh, he's my most likely driver to win at Kansas, other than Larson. Uh, we get to Martinsville next week. Truex is my driver who's most likely to win there. So we're looking at kind of all or nothing where those drivers are concerned. We also have Joe Lowe, uh, Joe Logano. He's won three recent playoff races, including last year's. So if he's going to bring his A game, if he's able to, to get that extra little spark, then Joey Logano is going to be uh, in the playoffs. And if he is, then uh, he's plus 2,800, by far the long shot to win the championship. I'd go ahead and put a little money on him. Yeah, it looks like Logano 20 to 1 this weekend. You did mention Kyle Bush for an outright winner for Kansas, of course, on Sunday. He's plus 750. But every time you come on the show, Dan, we always end with a long shot with these races. So I leave it to you here for Sunday. Some bigger odds, some long shot names that you think can make a splash. Tyler Reddick was my long shot last week. He's my long shot again this week. And given how well he ran at Texas, I'm actually going to put a little money on him for the outright win. He's going to have plus odds for a top five. You can cover that outright win odd, uh, at least to the to the top five. And he's on a roll. I think he's learning how to do it. I think the mistake that he made late in the race at Texas taught him something. If he's in that same position, he doesn't jump the cushion quite the way he did there. And he challenges. If Larson detunes at all to make a little extra, give Elliott an extra boost, then Reddick could be up there and ready to take advantage. Ooh, yeah, I Tyler, like this. Tyler Reddick looking at 30 to one, some of his just history, as you mentioned, three top tens in his last four races. This is a great number. And it seems like my co-host here, Drew Dinsick, is intrigued with Reddick. Hey, Dan, thank you so much, as always. Dan's on Twitter, at Fantasy Race. Tons of more content and plays for the NASCAR playoffs, of course, on NBCSportsEdge.com. We'll talk to you soon, Dan. Thank you very much. 30 to 1. That could be interesting for Tyler Reddick for this weekend. Of course, then you could make a play for the actual championship series. We now end the show as we do Monday through Friday here on Bet the Edge. It is time for our edge of the day. And I am all ears because your NBA plays have been lights out. I hope you're going there again today because it didn't seem like at the top of the show you were going to give us a, a handicap here on Thursday night football. So let's hear it. Yeah, Thursday night football is a hard pass, but Thursday night basketball is going to be awesome tonight. All three games have an enormous amount of interest. All three games lined right around uh, one basket. So three that should come down to the uh, the wee hours of the game. And uh, really both the TNT games, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of star power, a lot of intriguing handicapping angles. But we're going to go with the early game. And as you kind of teased when we were talking to Corey, uh, I will be against him. Uh, taking the Mavericks to win outright against this Hawks team over the balance of this season. I'm completely in agreement with Corey that the Hawks are a real threat to be sort of the third or, you know, in the top four with the, uh, the Sixers, the Nets and the 
uh, and the Bucks in the Eastern Conference. Completely agree with that. Trey Young, meaningful step forward last year. Do not see him taking a step backwards uh, the way that he is running this team. And the pieces that they have around him are all solid. Similarly, Dallas, I think over the balance of the season, is not a team that I'm buying into in the Western Conference. But you throw those two things out when you think of the balance of the season relative to this particular matchup. Dallas has played extremely well in the preseason. They have taken it relatively seriously. They gave their starters meaningful minutes. Uh, and honestly, uh, it looks like they are using Kristaps Porzingis in a way that uh, is, you know, a little bit more um, dangerous against this Hawks team. Uh, the Hawks really only have one guy to defend the rim in Clint Capella. Clint Capella is dealing with an Achilles injury, but he will be out there. And it seems like that is the intention of this Jason Kidd uh, Mavericks team to play inside out with Porzingis, get him uh, going crashing to the rim earlier in this game to create some space on the outside later in the game for uh, for the shooting. I love the Jalen Brunson off the bench for these guys. Uh, and really and truly, the way that they've put pieces around this team uh, are relatively strong in terms of matching up with the Hawks specifically. Now, Luka Doncic, of course, is kind of the name and the key for this Mavericks team. And uh, asking him to take over late in the game if this is close is something that I'm perfectly fine being on the side of the Mavericks with. And again, you know, the Hawks, while, you know, in general, Trey Young got it done in a lot of ways. Uh, at the free throw line last year because he was unbelievably solid at drawing those key fouls. I think the emphasis on taking that specific aspect out of the game uh, may be important late in this one. If Trey Young goes, you know, has, is forced to get it done via the three ball instead of at the free throw line, then all of a sudden the balance of power shifts in favor of the Mavericks. They ought to be favored. Uh, and so taking them at the plus money at currently plus 120 on the money line is my play of the day. So you're also, you're obviously a professional handicapper in pretty much everything. NBA, I know, is your thing. You've given me back-to-back -back winners between the Lakers team total under the 76ers. Amazing play. I have no choice but to tail you with the Mavericks at plus 120 on the money line. I did get to talk to Vince Carter a few months back when I was in Tahoe. Mm -hmm. And what was really cool, and I'm going to have to go back and listen to our interview again, he talked so much about Trey Young and the future of this player, obviously taking yet another step forward. I might have to actually fire away. I know it's not crazy odds, but on Trey Young for MVP, um, I do like, and I know you're kind of saying that, um, what he brings to the game, phenomenal, probably yet another amazing step forward this season. But for tonight, we go against him and we take the Mavericks at plus 120. I'm giving a big favorite in the NFL for a Sunday. I know some places actually have this at seven and a half. It's still seven at points bet. I'm taking the Patriots laying seven against the New York Jets. I understand that people are hesitant to take this number because of the conservative football that the Patriots offense are playing right now. But there's a few things that are just telling me I got to grab the seven and try to ignore the conservative football and offense they've been running as of lately. If you look back to when they first met, this was a really simple, easy win in week two. You look at what the Patriots did. They were able to make Zach Wilson look horrified. And that's what Bill Belichick does. They beat the Jets by 19 points in week two. The final score was 25 to six. I don't think it'll be that big of a blowout, but I think they cover the seven. I'm looking at a 10 point win here. Wilson did throw through four interceptions. This is just going to be a classic Bill Belichick game. If you look at rookie starting quarterbacks and everyone knows this, but he's just able to make them look scared out there and surprise them. Rookie quarterbacks are six and 27 
against the Patriots. If you go back to 2000, when Bill Belichick took over, they're 0-16 at home in Foxborough during that span when they're on the road and the Patriots are at home. The New England Patriots um, just dominate the New York Jets. They're looking for their 12th straight win over the New York Jets. I think that's what happens. I like Bill Belichick. I trust this to be a good game for Mac Jones. He was pretty solid last week in that or two weeks ago, rather, um, against the Dallas Cowboys. So for me, I am going to take and lay the points with the New England Patriots, the seven against the New York football Jets and hope for a big win. Yeah, I, I, I obviously uh, could not agree with you more. I laid the seven with the Patriots in week two, the first time they played in New York. So the fact that you're getting this relatively cheap price on the Patriots again is surprising. Um, and realistically, having watched that game the first time around, this margin should have been bigger. It really should have. The Patriots it, left points on the field that day, amazingly. And that's why this line originally scared me. I didn't give it out earlier in the week. I was trying to convince myself, can the Jets cover this number? Ultimately, it's still a rookie quarterback in New England taking on the Patriots. And I think, like I said, their slow-paced offense for the Patriots have made this number smaller. But we're seeing some action now as I'm looking at a 7.5 on mm-hmm. the board. Also, I will say, if you don't feel comfortable, I love this in a teaser leg. I'm going to give out a teaser tomorrow, not involving this, but this is an awesome teaser leg on the board if you want to take the Patriots at home. That does wrap up our show for today here on Bet the Edge. Do not forget to head to NBCSportsEdge.com. We have a ton of analysis content and, of course, picks available there. Don't forget to rate the podcast, sign up for the podcast, subscribe. You know the deal. We'll be on Blitzing the Board at 3 p.m. Eastern for more NFL breakdowns. Drew and I will see you back here, though, tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern for our Friday version of Bet the Edge. Good luck with all of your plays for Thursday Night Football, the NBA, you name it, it's going on tonight. So we'll see you tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day. 